0: Yo, I'm a son, you know,
1: yeah Yeah sitting there looking on his Oh my gosh Look 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 loud
0: sugar and dread podcast first name sugar second name dread yes 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 um we're back we're in the building we mm-hmm. have got a top five for you and this week it is top five inventions by black people mm-hmm. um we've also got some poems for you i have a poem from hanif abdul and mm-hmm. also we've got a poem from john brem mm-hmm also follow us on Twitter at yes. Sugar and Dread. Um, also, yeah, leave us a review. Leave us some um, five stars on iTunes. All of that good stuff. Yo, Gabriel. Yeah.
1: What are you saying? Well, I'm I'm alive in it. Um, you know, it's more than it's more than we can say for um for many others. Unfortunately, um, yeah in in the midst of in the midst of of the mess of this of this world um yeah there was this this past week there was also there was also a a flare up in the situation in in um in Nigeria innit? um the flare up was all one sided basically um you know you've got you've got the you've got the army opening fire on protesters and then you've got and then you've got the governor being like Psh, no one died um and then yeah but it's it's very it's very um it's it's yeah it's it's it's, it's not it's not great um i think i i think i think as 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 nigerians um and also black people in general are just like let me not even generalize in it because kemi what's her name in in the what's it came to open open her mouth and say things i'm um, i can't even i can't even deal but um yeah there's yeah people are people are people are tired and disheartened and um angry and traumatized um yeah but it's it's a bit mad it's a bit mad it's a bit mad and yeah i think i'm examining myself and my own my own privilege and how much i've allowed myself to 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 be to be detached from um from things that are happening which which is like throwing like the latter half of my week entirely out the window but you know here here we are here we are um yeah but we we we've done this through mad situation before in it so we can we can do it again um and let's let's inject some 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 joy into this into this joyless um or seemingly joyless um situation um that we're that we're living through right now. Um yeah that was bleak. That was that was mad bleak. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah but that's that's the way it is fam. That's the way it is. Um yeah Ooh, we move as 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 we say in it, so yeah, how are you doing how are you doing? yeah, I think that situation is
0: just a a reminder um mm. that I think there's certain you know there's certain things that because we're in the western world as it were or because of where we where we kind of are um that there's more of a spotlight on issues in certain places, um and there's more kind of things that we. We are maybe made more cognizant of, mm. um, and I think it's 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 a reminder that there's a whole heap of madness, um, and a whole lot of things that are going on, um, around the world, um, yeah. and particularly in in Africa as well, um, and yeah, and and just seeing that in Nigeria and obviously in the UK, there's a lot. I mean, the Nigerian diaspora over here is is huge Mm. um and so when something like that happens um i think it's 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 important uh for us to care over here as well um as much as we do about other places in the world Mm. um because yeah nigeria has brought a lot to this to this country has brought a lot to the uk Um, yeah so yeah so um it's important to care um it's important to yeah to move, as you said. Mm. Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a personal note. I'm good. I'm chilled. I'm vibed. Mm. Um, So yeah, man, uh, should we get into our top five? Let's go. Let's go. Run the
1: jingle.
0: Sick. So our top five this week is top five inventions by black people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this was, this was quite interesting. Um, I yeah it was it was interesting um to do a little bit of research I would have liked to have done more um but time is time um I see. this is in order but it's, it's not super in like yeah okay yeah, I don't know, it's more of a celebration than a like, usually where I'm like, this is the best!
1: Yeah, um, That's not,
0: that's not, it's not really the vibe that I've come with this week. I've not come with like, yo, this black invention eats your black invention, shut, that's not, that's not the energy this week. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a different one. So it's, yeah, so we'll keep the structure the same. Um, in at number five, I've got a breathing device in Mm. 1914 by garrett morgan Um, and so morgan patented a breathing device or safety hood uh providing his air wearers with a safer breathing experience in the presence of smoke gases and other pollutants so he worked hard to kind of market it to fire departments or whatever um but because he was black they were like reluctant to use it, which I think is hilarious. It's like, oh, ah, yeah. you might die, but <laughs> oh, you're black, so we're not gonna try and save lives. <laughs> I was just like like who 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 does this benefit? You idiots. It- um but yeah, but why this one made my list is because Morgan's device became the prototype for like the gas masks used during World War One mm. um and protecting soldiers from toxic gas used in warfare. So Mad. um Just, yeah, as in in terms of an important invention um, and as we think of, like, gas masks and stuff like that and the World War and all of those kinds of things. Mm. Um, Yeah, Garrett Morgan's contribution there, um, very important. So he's my number five. In at number four, this one surprised me. I was like, rah, this is sick. Automatic elevator doors in 1887 by Alexander Miles. Um, So... Yeah apparently his daughter almost fatally fell down a shaft mm. um and from there i mean seeing your daughter almost die because she fell down an elevator shaft i i think would make you indignant <laughs> about the safety of elevators <laughs> and the need for an uh, an alternative so he took it upon himself to develop this solution That's um it. and in 1887 he took out a patent for a mechanism that automatically opens and closes elevator doors yeah. um and Again, the the designs and stuff were reflected in in elevators kind of used today. In at number three, I've got the ironing board in 1892 by Sarah Boone. Yeah, um, so this one she expanded upon the original ironing board, um, which was essentially like a just a wooden block, but um, her additions in 1892 um changed the design, um, and so that kind of morphed into the moderning ironing board. Um, that we use today and yeah as a man uh as a as a black man um i iron my clothes um i don't i don't i feel like i've i've engaged with too many women um who are like they don't iron clothes and to be honest after seeing a lot of women's garments i wouldn't iron your clothes either because that's it's, it's dead like no one wants to why is there a frill there? Why is that cut in that shape? It's just yeah. a- bare awkward to iron. Um, so I feel like this this invention was for the mandem. Um, <laughs> it was for the mandem, a better ironing board. So Sarah Boone, I say for that one because it's appreciated. Um, in at number two, yeah. I have a carbon light bulb filament in 1881 by yeah. Lewis Latimer. And so obviously everyone like, oh, knows Thomas Edison as the light bulb guy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was Latimer that patented the filament for a light bulb that used carbon instead of like bamboo. Bamboo, imagine. This is nuts to me, yeah? But the addition of the carbon filament increased the lifespan and practicality of light bulbs, which had previously died after just a few days. Big man, (laughs) without Um, Latimer, yeah? You'd be changing... uh, Bruv, we talk about the environment. Without done. actually i don't know if if the use of carbon filaments is killing the environment please i hope not but (laughs) if it wasn't for (laughs) this done light bulbs would be being chased every bruv every few days that's nuts that's absolutely ridiculous um so yeah so Latimer's ting um definitely big yeah big moves so shout out him in at number one we have the three light traffic light in nineteen twenty-three yeah, by Garrett yeah. Morgan again. So Garrett Morgan was like this serial inventor. Um is really, 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 really levels guy. Um so yeah, but so because of that and like because of his other inventions, he became the first black person in Cleveland um to own a car. Um and again, look at look at um just you know wanted to make society better but like as a motorist he witnessed a severe accident at an intersection Mm -hmm. and in response he decided to um expand um, the current traffic light by adding like the amber so adding the yield component warning Mm -hmm. um oncoming drivers of an impending stop um and obviously like a free light traffic system is used as far as I know, all over the world, mm-hmm. um, and you know, as someone who frequently, um, who frequently passes through traffic lights when they're on amber, um, I appreciate this. <laughs> I appreciate that grace period. Um, so I think it's, I think it's important. You know, I think it's definitely important, and uh, I value that amber light. So that is why the three light traffic system, traffic light, sorry comes in at number one for me and that is my top five (laughs) let me run it back in at number five i had breathing device in 1914 by garrett morgan in at number four i had automatic elevator doors in 1887 by alexander miles Uh in at number three i had the ironing board in 1892 by sarah boone in at number two i had the carbon light bulb filament in 1881 by lewis latimer Mm -hmm. and in at number one the three light traffic light in nineteen twenty-three by Garrett
1: Morgan. Hey. All right. Let me let me stop mine, innit? Um yes. honorable mention, honorable mention um is jazz, blues, um, popular music, um rock, um, rock and roll even. Basically, yeah, like the music we enjoy is the, is the result of is the result of black music. The reason why that's an honorable and not in the top five is because you can't really pinpoint any any specific the invention of of kind of mm-hmm. those genres to any one person in it but collectively we will we will acknowledge we will acknowledge that it's a black invention. in at number five i've got the electorate microphone um so it was this is a common invention right by uh james e west in 1964. Um and yeah he basically he basically invented uh the mechanism um by which we've got by which we've got the microphones that we use today um if, yep. if we're talking about like music if we're talking about um if we're talking about podcasts, hello, we wouldn't exist without this guy in it because he wouldn't have perfected the microphone down to even the microphone in your phone in it so like what think um the source I read said like what ninety percent of the microphones we use um use this invention or use this technology yeah so in at number four um i've got um the the blood bank by um charles richard drew he was a, a he was a medic he had an md um but he invented the process by which um blood is separated into plasma um and red blood cells um, which significantly improved the lifespan of donated blood and so it would be able mm-hmm. to He'll be able to kind of like survive the um transportation and refrigeration process. Um yeah, that's obviously we need that to save lives. Um if you're a blood donor, um then yeah, he's he's the he's the guy that's responsible for for that text that you get saying that your blood has been used in a certain hospital. Also, by the way, side note, um Loki and honourable mention, but um the the refrigerated um, truck was also a black invention. In at number three, um, this is where we start to properly, properly converge in it. Um, we have the carbon filament by Lewis Latimer. Um, yeah, just, yeah, everything that, everything that sugar has said. Number two, um, we have the, um, three light traffic light system, um, which was again invented by Garrett Morgan in, uh, 1923. I don't think there is anywhere in the world that doesn't use this traffic light system. Um, Whether people keep to it is is a is a different story. Um, as you've as you've demonstrated in your <laughs> in your anecdote, hey, you can go on amber, bro. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, hey.
0: but I don't keep to it. Man obeys the laws of the road bruv.
1: when but, they make sense. But fam, fam, you know what though? You know what? I remember. I remember learning to drive, right? And at the time, at the time, my anxiety was... Why man, are you lying to the people? You eh? can't
0: drive. I can't don't have a, a license. Okay. Do you have a license?
1: I don't, but I still learned to drive. <laughs> <innit? Man still laughs> Shut <learned>. up, bro. <laughs> man still <laughs> learned. Man still learned. Man still learned. My point is, my point is, my anxiety was already like through through the ceiling. To the point, my instructor was like, bruv, like, are you all right? Um, so... <laughs> so but imagine how much worse it could have been if it was two if it was the two light system. From I don't think I'd be here. So <laughs> large up large up Garrett Morgan. <laughs> oh dear. Um and then in our number one, even though I started the honorable mention with the with a collective invention, um I s I kind of had to sneak a collective invention in with the into my number one because it's just so mad um and that is that is our western writing systems yeah via the hieroglyphs so yeah the hieroglyphs is my number one um and that's the that's the egyptians and yeah you know there's there's a whole thing oh but we're the egyptians <laughs> no no but wait just just wait just wait just wait just wait no hotep in it no hotec. but <laughs> wait <laughs> wait <laughs> wait wait <laughs>
0: you went from here yeah, from like oh yeah black people can't kind of basically created these forms of music but you know that's kind of a general to an entire civilization <laughs> how can you make one premise and then your number one is like an even bigger contradiction to the premise that you stated at the beginning listen <laughs> that you gave us honorable men that doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense. You may as well have included the music thing and then it would have been consistent <sighs> with the rules of your top five. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Even though I said that, when, that I wasn't gonna do a collective thing, I had to put this whole civilization in because it's like, when you, when you actually look, at, like writing literacy fam, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the alphabet without the Egyptians. So, yeah, like, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my basis for grouping a whole civilization. Let me run it back. Please, want to run it back. Please. Please. Okay. So, Game. <laughs> so, number five, we've got the electric microphone by James E. West. Um, and number four, we've got the uh, carbon filament by Lewis Latimer. At number three, we've got um, blood and plasma separation and the blood bank. By uh, Charles Richard Drew At number two we've got the three light traffic light system By Garrett Morgan And then at number one we've got The hieroglyphs By the Egyptians Excellent Yes. Great (laughs)
0: Let's get into some poems (laughs) The exasperation Poems,
1: poems, poems
0: my poem this week comes from Hanif Abdurraqib. Of course. It is called, If life is as short as our ancestors insist it is, why isn't everything I want already at my feet? Ruh. If I make it to heaven, I will ask for all the small pleasures I could have had on earth. And I'm sure this will upset the divine order. I am a simple man. I want mostly a year that will not kill me when it is over. A hot stove and a wooden porch bent under the weight of my people. I was born and it only got worse. From there, in the dead chill of a doctor's office, I am told what to cut back on and what to add more of. None of this sounds like living. I sit in a running car under a bath of orange light and eat the fried chicken that I promised my love I would stray from for the sake of my heart and its blood. Labour. Still. There is something about the way a grease stain begins small and then tiptoes its way along the fabric of my pants. Here, finally, a country worth living in. One that falls thick from whatever it is we love so much that we can't stop letting it kill us. If we must die, let it be inside here. If we must. Hmm. That is, mm. if life is as short as our ancestors insist it is, why isn't everything I want already at my feet?
1: Hmm. What made you select this
0: poem for this week? I think seeing that this poem was published um on Narrative Northeast or by Narrative Northeast on January 16th. Mm. Um so I'm assuming that's January 16th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um and I want mostly a year that will not kill me when it's over. Oh, boy. When it is over. <laughs> I just read that and I was like, oh I don't know, you know, kind of, I was like, raw, when I think about the end of 2019 and, like, mm. coming into 2020. Yeah. Um, And just thinking, like, you know, you come into a year with hope <laughs> and you yeah. come into a year... um with an expectation of of good things and you have all these plans. Um, the way that he came into this year is like it's just like, please, I just want one year that will not kill me when it's over. Yeah. Um I think there's something that that says something about his previous year. Mm. Um, but then it also says it it was just for me it was mad and then reading it now and it's like Bro, you didn't even know what was coming, yeah um, yeah and and I think as we approach the end of this year, um th- that's really the wish as mm. kinda going into the next year, as yeah. I feel like that's what everybody is like for twenty twenty one It's just like please just not not as bad as the last one, yeah, it's kind of just like, yeah, twenty twenty you won't kill me, and then from there. Yeah, in the dead chill of a doctor's office I am told what to cut back on and what to add more of. Mm. None of this sounds like living. Um and I the way that he talks about eating fried chicken mm-hmm. is just is just like so beautiful it's, yes. just, it's just like there's something about the way a grease stain begins small and then tiptoes its way along the fabric of my pants it's mm. just mad intimate and it's like oh yeah chicken. it's just the the, the vibe <laughs> it's just um but i think i think just just that idea of what it is to live um yeah eating chicken is is bad for me but do i want to live in a world where i can't eat fried chicken you know what I mean and so that question and the way he kind of brings that up is like yeah it's bad but like uh, maybe this is something I want to risk my life for um but knowing he's from the states then the final stanza here finally a country worth living in one -hmm. that falls thick from whatever it is we we love so much that we can't stop letting it kill us if we must die let it be inside here if we must um and I think the way that um yeah it's just a strange question to me um Mm. or a strange idea and the idea that like there's something about this country um so much that we can't stop letting it kill us and and just Mm. that 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 as a as a phrase or as an idea um or or if we must die let it be inside here if we must Mm. um yeah. And, and, and that, that just as a, as a concept, as an idea is really, I think really haunting, um, yeah. especially just because it's, it's comparable or it comes just after the chicken grease. Um, mm. And it's like, you know, that it's bad for you. You know, that you've been told to let it alone, mm-hmm. but you don't. um, And I think the way that he compares that to sort of living in the States, um, yeah, and for him, I think maybe it's one of because I, I imagine there's a lot of people in the states that can't. Do you know what I mean? They can't decide mm. not to live there. Um yeah. But for him, the way that he frames it here is that he 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 chooses to stay there. Mm. Um. And and so yeah, and so it's it's just a really it was interesting to me as an ending, um, and that idea and conversation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I wonder if also just that, just that bit is, maybe for us as, um, kind of British people, we've not that um, America the what patriotism looks like in America and what um being a proud citizen looks like in America is very different to what that looks like over here. So I wonder, I wonder if maybe this is a cultural thing where it's. I love the country I'm in. There is a large extent to which I feel proud of being of the country I'm in, um, as much as as much as its systems and its um and its inequalities. And my experience in this country has been in the country has been suboptimal in many ways. And I wish this were not the case. But where else am I? Where else am I to go? Um, and even if even if the options were presented, and even if I could choose where to go. I don't think I would want to. Um, the way I phrase that is kind of in a in a negative sense, as the in, in the kind of like a negative sense rather than a positive. I want to be here sense. Um, but I wonder if that's kind of an American kind of manifestation of that because I ma- I imagine there's kind of like a significant like contingent of of uh, of African Americans that see America as their homeland and rightly so um, because like that is. That is where they've been, and that's where their family have been for, or their ancestors have been for centuries. Um, maybe that's a specifically American thing about the relationship to the country or to the land that us as us as Brits don't necessarily have, because you know, for various historical reasons, and you know, to an to an extent, cultural reasons
0: yeah it's definitely it's definitely a different a completely different experience Um, and in terms of national pride and and because it had to be because it's a new it's a new country yeah i just i guess to bring it back also to if i make it to heaven i will ask for all the small pleasures i could have had on Mm. earth yeah i'm sure this will upset the divine order Mm -hmm. i'm a simple man i want mostly a year that will not kill me when it is over Mm. um and that kind of coming as a simple ple- pleasure or like a small pleasure. Sorry, I will ask for all the small pleasure. Like that coming mm-hmm. as a small pleasure Um, is just really like what he'll ask for when he gets to heaven is what he didn't get on earth. And that was just like a year that won't kill him. Yeah. Um again, I think there's also just a lot of interesting ideas here, um, on just a lot of things that kind of, I think speak to the experience of just existing as he does Mm. where he, where he lives. Um, just the the things that he would ask for and that he desires. And if life is as short as our ancestors insist it is, you know, why isn't everything I want already at my feet? So Mm. yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's lit. Um, and that i just said the title but that is if life is as short as our ancestors insisted is why isn't everything i want already at my feet
1: yeah yeah um yeah my turn um right so this poem is called the poems i have not written uh, as by john brem I'm so wildly unprolific, the poems I have not written would reach from here to the California coast if you'd laid them end to end. And if you stack them up, the poems I have not written would sway like a silence tower of Babel saying nothing and everything in a thousand different tongues. So moving, so filled with and emptied of suffering, so steeped in the music of a voice, speechless before the truth, The poems I have not written would break the hearts of every woman who's ever left me, make them eye their husbands with a sharp contempt and hate themselves for turning their backs on the very source of beauty. The poems I have not written would compel all other poets to ask of God, Why do you let me live? I am worthless. Please strike me dead at once. Destroy my works and cleanse the earth of all my ghastly imperfections. Trees would bow their heads before the poems I have not written. Take me, they would say, and turn me into your pages so that I might live forever as the ground from which your words arise. The wind itself about which I might have written so eloquently, praising its slick and intersecting rivers of air, its stately calms and furious interrogations, its flute-like lingerings and passionate reproofs would divert its course to sweep down and then pass over the poems I have not written and the life I have not lived, the life I failed even to imagine, which they so perfectly describe. That's the poems I have not written, by John Brem.
0: Uh, why did you choose this poem?
1: I chose this one initially because I th- I thought the I thought the hyperbole was actually was actually quite hilarious. Um, and in some ways it's kind of it's kind of um one of those one of those poems where like I'm just like ah yeah I can relate I wish I wrote that um but. I guess what what made me what made me stay was the was the imagery um i think and it was the 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 power of the imagery the personification in there kind of reminds me of bits of the book of revelation um where it's like where it talks where or or passages like that where it talks about um you know inanimate inanimate um objects and and trees and all these things kind of shouting and opening their mouths and you know the the bit in the bit in journey where 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 even the cows start um start repenting um yeah the language the language is something i'm a real i'm a real fan of um yeah the description of the description of of the wind um coming down um you've got the you've got the trees you've got the trees bowing their heads uh before the poems have not written take me they would say and turn me into the page yeah it's yeah um i feel like this is this is the kind of poem that you're that i would um write. So this is the, or the kind of sentiment that's expressed in this where i'm i would i feel like there's something else i'm trying to hide it i think it speaks to it speaks to that insecurity um that a lot of creatives um I've spoken to or, you know, myself even anyway have it have um, experienced, especially over over the course of this um, this year with all the with all with all the rejections or you know questions about or questions about productivity and kind of your worth wellness as as a writer and there is a kind of level of there's a kind of level of naval gazing that you could that is very easy to fall into um and I think that naval gazing to an extent is kind of reflected is kind of reflected in the poem as well um I find I find poems about writing poems um a bit of a I, I guess in some ways it can it can be a bit it can be a bit cringe and it does feel a bit like um you know writer writer writing about writer writing about writing and can get a, a little bit pretentious if there isn't um if it doesn't feel like there's kind of a wider um thing being being touched on i think poem, poems like this that kind of give give permission at least for me personally um kind of give permission to not to kind of release those hang-ups in the first place um and i think for me, that particular hang up and that worry about um the work itself being worthwhile is something that's held me back a lot um and from conversations I've had I've noticed it's held um it's held back quite a few of the create quite a few creators that i've that I've spoken to particularly writers um and so I think the fun of this i think the fun of this poem um for me it felt like a giving of permission to you know. To make whatever it is you feel you need to make or to create um um even if that doesn't live up to kind of your your expectations um and then also i guess just to an extent to an extent the just looking at the um the idea of you know the poems the poems you've not written it's it kind of brings to mind the um it's that I've forgotten. It's like I've I've forgotten more bars in the the or the th- the things I've forgotten in my sleep are better than are better than the than the bars that you've written or some some something like this. That's Kanye West. Is that Kanye? Is that Kanye West? No, but um, what's it? Um, I've
0: forgotten more bars. I've forgotten better bars than you ever thought of.
1: Th- okay, that there we are. There we are. There a, we are. That's
0: a Kanye West lyrics. If that's yeah, the yeah. bar you're
1: talking about. Yeah, yeah, no, but like no, because um, what's it in um in a with the one he did called um. The one he did with the tribe called Red, the one that most deaf did with the tribe tribe called Red, um, goes like, "What we forget is better than whatever you've remembered," and I guess he's speaking specifically about black and indigenous black and indigenous people, um, speaking to kind of like um the, the predominantly kind of like white um culture and society, but um, yeah, there's there's that 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 idea is kind of repeated, um, and so yeah that that's that's what comes to mind with just looking at that and yeah i think i guess reading this i guess was a was a bit of a personal thing of kind of letting i found it was it was a useful way of helping me let go of Mm. um the obsession with what i've not created or the or the not creating or letting go of the feeling of having to have um Done a certain thing or reach certain milestones because it's it also it's also like no nah, there are you know a, hmm, yeah I'll find I'll find a way to formulate this the specific thought when we when we do when I when we do the wrap up on this one but um but yeah that's that's um yeah that those the that's the reason I I chose this poem those are the reasons for selecting this poem
0: I yeah I think I struggle to connect to this poem. Mm. Um I think yeah, and I think some of it is for the reasons that you enjoy it. Um mm. it it distances me. Um mm. I don't care that you're wildly unprolific because No, it's like you say <laughs> yeah. I'm so wildly unprolific the poems I've not written would reach from here to California coast if you laid them end to end. Mm. But your poem is on poets.org. Do you know what I mean? So and you've got like three you've got like three or four collections. So I I don't I don't believe this poem.
1: I see what you mean. Um I think when you look at when you look at kind of the fact that this is on poets.org and uh John Brem is like is actually actually is quite prolific. I wonder if I wonder if this is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek way to address um the fact that like no matter regardless of kind of the level of of kind of success um or perceived success that people that people get like despite accolades there's there is always going to be that insecurity and that feeling of not being good enough um and the way this poem articulates it is it is quite quite tongue-in-cheek um and i think i think there there is there is a little bit there's quite there's an arrogance that this that the speaker has in this poem um but i wonder if that's the only way that that insecurity can can come out and for for this particular poem um Mm. and i also wonder if because you know you know what i mean especially because especially when like you're kind of you're kind of doing your thing in it and then you you achieve something something that you've been looking at for a long time so like as an actor, for example, I was like, oh, I really want an agent. I really want an agent um, for time. And then I got my, and then I got the agent. And I'm and then like suddenly like I found my milestone just like shift and I shifted. And I was, and you feel the same way. So yeah, I want so you know, the satisfaction has to come from within, not from, not from how prolific you are, because no matter how prolific you are, you will still feel um unprolific. Cool. So um, yeah, that was the poems I have not written by John Brem cool so that is
0: the podcast um yo we gave you our top five inventions by mm-hmm. black people um we read you poems uh i read a poem from hanif abdu rakib called i it's a big one <laughs> if life is as short as our ancestors insist it is why isn't everything i want already at my feet mm-hmm. and gabriel read you uh john brem the poems i have not written mm-hmm. uh Follow us on Twitter at Sugar yeah. and Dread. Uh, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, leave us five stars. You an audio know Google's where you it. can find us. Yeah, um, Spotify. These are like it? all all good podcasts. All the platforms. platforms. Stitcher. We, we, they are we Spotify. we out Um Yeah. Yeah, man. Six, six, six. Yeah.
1: Bye.